You're listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi, everyone. This is Aileen Miracle. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 13 of The Music Room. And I'm super excited because I'm sitting here with Amy Abbott. Amy, go ahead and say hi. Hi. So Amy and I are both at the OAKE conference in Oklahoma City. So she agreed to sit down with me and talk about the conference. Yes. Yeah. So... (laughs) We're just going to kind of talk you through, um, you know, if you've never been to an OAKE conference, things to expect and what our experience has been so far. It's been a great conference. It's been a wonderful conference. Yeah. All right. So I've actually been going to conferences since like the year 2000. What about you? Maybe 2001. I've not been to everyone. I've been to Denver and Minneapolis and Long Beach. And so this is my fourth. Oh, okay. I haven't been to every single one since 2001, but... I think it was Williamsburg. Yeah, it's in it almost every single year. I've missed a few, but all right. So um, I got here on Thursday, but you didn't get here till Thursday night. Thursday right? night, really late. My friend Carla and I got here on Thursday, and we pretty much just relaxed on Thursday. Um, but then Friday, the festivities began. So um, Friday, let me look at the schedule here and see what I went to first. Oh, I went to a really great session about um, Central American music with Rachel Gibson. And you think that you caught it the I last the tail bit. End of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Um, so she presented several different singing games from Guatemala and Nicaragua, I believe. And she actually, Rachel has gone over there several times and she brings her whole family and then she goes and collects a bunch of music from you know people that live there. So she, um, you know, collected a bunch of folk songs and then shared with us. It was awesome. Yeah, I thought the very end. It was very engaging to watch. Yeah, so we played a bunch of games, just really fun games. She also shared a Google link with us, like a Google Google Drive link that has, uh, like, pronunciations and also has uh, recordings of her singing the songs, which is really helpful because I'm not – I actually don't speak any other language to you. No. Yeah, and I always get nervous – teaching songs in other languages because I'm afraid I'm going to mispronounce because I probably am, you know? So it's really helpful to have that correct pronunciation. And especially because then you could play it for kids and, you know, then they are pronouncing it correctly too. So it was a really wonderful session. And she had a lot of videos where she like had befriended, you know, some of the people while she lived over there and um, had friends like sing songs for her, had friends play games or she had one of the songs was so cute it was like a preschool class playing it and it's they were it's I think it's about a snake and every time the students join the end of the line with the way that we played it they joined the end of the line just by you know going to the end of the line but the way that the woman in the video played it with this preschool class she spread her like her feet apart and then the kids like climbed underneath like a tunnel oh, cool. so they climbed underneath the whole tunnel and then went to the end and like the kids were just loving it and Keep cracking up by the end they're all like you know falling on the floor laughing so it was really cool so neat yeah very neat session all right and then after that i actually presented and i went to that session and yeah. it was fabulous um aileen presented with carla and it was on data tracking and the importance of tracking data and using the data that you collect to drive your instruction and to better your instruction, your pedagogical practices and instructional practices. And it was just really great information about the importance of pre-tests and using that to formulate where you're going with your students after that. And then using that same test at the end of the unit to make sure that, that they have levels of understanding. And then if not, 
how can you remediate the students that need help and really using that data to make sure that all students are experiencing success. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, and really we, we try to, you know, make, make it clear that you're doing a lot of these types of activities already. You're, it's just kind of when you're collecting that data, it's about being a little bit more intentional with the collection of the data. But, you know, we showed like singing games and just fun rhythmic games you might put on your smart board and manipulatives and that kind of thing. But then how can you collect the data and what can you do with that? And then when I put together the presentation, I actually put together the presentation, a uh, very similar presentation for MKMEA a few years ago um, and took a sampling of my first graders who were struggling with rhythm and then actually looked at their Ames web data from the classroom and was able to see that several of the kids who were struggling with rhythm were also struggling in reading and were also struggling in math. And that was really interesting to look at that too. But then also kind of tracking them through the years and seeing like why did um, June, you know, actually decrease her understanding over the year? Or, wow, look at how Samantha, you know, skyrocketed in her understanding. And, you know, so, and I also talked about one-on-one -on -one interventions where if your students are in centers or playing a game, you could pull students one-on-one -on -one and work with them just to see where their breakdown of understanding is. So, and um, Carla had a lot to add to that too. She has some really great games that she uses with her kids. And, and it's always fun to present with her. We're talking about Carla Chewinski. I don't know if we said her last name, but. Right. But yeah, she's really fun to present with, so that was fun. To well, and the great thing about the data tracking as well is you have SLOs, mm -hmm. um, and we have MSLs, which are measurable student learning goals that we have to have for our yearly evaluations. Uh -huh. So by having that concrete data and collecting it, you use those measures of student learning to show growth for your goal that your principal or admin will then look at. Oh, okay. I've not heard that acronym before. Yeah. MSL. MSL. Very cool, but similar? Similar to SLOs. Yeah. I'm going to apologize right now because there's a really loud motorcycle outside. <laughs> so if you hear that, our apologies. <laughs> All right. So next on the schedule, we had a pretty big break. A so, very long break. Yeah. And um, if you've never been to a conference, those are awesome times in which you can like go to the exhibits, um, meet with friends, meet new yeah. people, go to lunch and hobnob with some people that you know you've heard of as presenters and yeah yeah it's always fun social time for sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's been really fun all right and then you went to the joe kirk session i went to right? joe kirk session it was really fun because um joe kirk you know is an early early childhood music specialist but she did a session on fifth through eighth graders uh -huh. we were giving her a hard time like was it supposed to be five through eight-year-olds <laughs> eighth graders and she's like no mrs joan was fonty <laughs> so and hers was um a lot of, you know, just joy-based, that's Joe. Is yeah. Everything is very joyful and purposeful with that joy in yeah. the music room. Yeah, and if you've never seen Joe present, she really is so full of joy. You really should mm -hmm. see her. She's a little firecracker. She really is. <laughs> All right, and then and then I went and saw your session, yep. which was fantastic. I was, Thank you know, I've, I, don't, I think that may be the first time I've seen you present. I think it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I've heard you talk about all of the songs that you can do in a very short amount of time. But then I saw it in action, and I was like, holy smokes, she really is getting a lot of material. I mean, you just went from one song to the next, and she, you had so many people in that session, too. It was, it was like awesome. over 100 people. It was really fun to have that many people doing this. Yeah, so we, this huge circle of people, and then like standing room only, people were standing in the back. But um, 
And you went, she did Going to Kentucky, Mama Llama, which was really fun. I've heard that song, but I've never done it. Mm-hmm. So That was a lot of fun. Um, Bo Did a Bop was really fun, too. That one I learned from Ann Kate. Oh my gosh! And it was—is that the one with um, the saxophone man? Yes, with the pit. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's so fun. Um, dum dum da da dum. I have—I used—I think I did that like my first year I was teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe my first year of teaching. But the movement you did with it was really really fun. And that I believe is on the video that you posted on the Oak. Yeah, page. yeah. Okay, I'm glad you said that. So, um, I am. I'm like one of the administrators for the OAKE Facebook page. So I went live. I did a Facebook live in Amy's session. And I think it was during maybe Mama Lama, Bo Diddle Bop, and Dum Dum Da Da Dum. I think that was the three I did. So if you go to Facebook and you search Organization of American Kodai Educators, um, just scroll down. We've actually had several Facebook lives while the conference has been going on. So if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see Amy's session. So in that way you can see, you know, hear the song and see all the different motions. It was really cool. But you really just went, you know, from one to the next to the next, which was really awesome. Thank you. Lots of great literature. Awesome. And I think that might be it. That was Let the last session of the yeah, day. Yeah, I think that was it for yesterday. And then um, last night they had a reception. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It was so much fun. They had like a, I don't know, would you say like a country type band? square dance. Group, or right? line they, dance, or, yeah, yeah line, line dance, dance. yeah. Um, so they were playing just like some old country standards, but then they had people up in line dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, we taught them contra dances as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really fun. They had a bunch of food, and and then they also had this photo booth where you could yes. dress up in like fun hats and take pictures with all your friends, and then they gave you the picture for free. It was super fun. It was yeah. awesome. Very fun time. All right, so today. I started off my, I, I ended up going to it a little bit late. Um, I had to get some coffee. and <laughs> But I went to Ann Molesky's session. You might know Ann Molesky. Um, she has a blog at com, and then her podcast is also called Anna Krusik. So I was able to go to a little bit of that. Let me see if I can um, go to her session notes so I can try to remember. Okay, yeah, so she did... Um, a rattlesnake chant. I'm not sure I'm, I am going to trust myself to say that first word. Mississauga rattlesnake. So she had this really fun chant that she added body percussion to. And um, there was some student choice there. And then she had like this neat activity where she had patterns that were all about snake. Like the words were all about snakes. Like slippery, mm-hmm. Smooth. I don't remember. I'm just making up words now. But she had the words already written out on cards for kids to say, but then, or for us as conference attendees to say, but then we could choose the body percussion. So I like that idea of like, like I think sometimes when I want kids to do some kind of improvisation, I want them to create everything. And that is can totally work sometimes. But I think sometimes, especially if you don't have a whole lot of time with them, like having some of it done and then they improvise the rest could be a good strategy so that was great and then she did this fun walk and stop song yeah that's a fun one what grade have you done that with before i did on for i did with first grade and mm-hmm. we actually did um a little program called the snowy day 
Oh yeah, and you told me about we that. We based it on Ezra Keats's book, and when he had to walk through the snow and his feet oh. pointing out like this, and we did, oh, well, you walk and you walk and you walk and you stop, and he walked with his feet pointing in like this. Uh-huh. Well, you walk and you walk and you walk and you stop. So we incorporated that song into the little program. Oh, fun! Yeah. Really cool. I, as she was doing it, I was like, oh, I could totally see doing that with kindergarten kindergartners. It works great with kindergarten. Just to like to work on those gross motor movements and control mm-hmm. of their body and. You and know. you can change the last word. You can be like, oh, well, you walk and you walk and you walk and you jump. Oh, yeah. You know, or like yeah. Have, them have like some improvisation where they have to listen for the last word. To yeah, or where she was doing like, well, you run and you run and you run and you stop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you jog and you jog or you whatever. Or yeah. you jump and you jump. Yeah, it was really cool. And then, um, yeah, she ended up using it as a transition into a really beautiful uh, movement activity. So, yeah, that was cool to see, too. All right, so let me go back to my schedule here. Let's see what else I went to. All right, so in the next slot, you went to went Jill, Jill Trinkus. Yeah, so tell us about that. Um, so she did a session on Woody Guthrie and all about um, his life and kind of walked through the different periods of his life and um, how the thing that I kind of thought, thought really interesting was that um, this land is my land, this land is your land. He built in protest of... Um, God bless America, or not God bless America, but the, um, I believe God bless America. And, and he used, actually had titled it God blessed America initially before he named it This Land is Your Land. Wow. And then there's an interesting, um, there, you know, the first few verses, but then there's a sixth verse and then there's a seventh verse that was written as well, too, and that um, by somebody else. Huh. And then she would listen, she has to listen through you know, some of the other songs that he had written and the, just the lyrics and just. They're, they're amazing. It's just, Jill knows her folk song. Like, yeah, she does. So, yeah. Yeah. Really interesting to hear the history of that. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes like a song just becomes known and then we don't really right. think about the songwriter's intention when writing the song. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. At the same time you were doing that, I w- went to a session that was titled Circling the Wagons, Inclusion at Every Level with Elaine Bernsdorf, Samantha Kayser. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, so my apologies if I'm not, and Amanda Vanestal. It was fantastic. It was such a good session. Um, so they had a lot in the session. They talked about a lot about, like, you know, special students with special needs and how you can better meet their needs. But a lot of what they said really could be applied to, to anyone. Like, they talked about um, some classroom management strategies, which were great. Like, instead of just launching into your directions, they talked about how at the airport, you'll notice when at the airport, when they make an announcement, they always alert people they're going to make an announcement. So they'll say, attention, attention, or whatever they say. Mm-hmm. Please listen for this announcement, or what? I don't know the exact wording, but they always say that first. So they said, you know, especially students with some special needs, but really anybody, you know, this could work with, instead of just launching into your directions, they'll say, listen, directions now. And they also talked about like removing some of the unnecessary words from your directions about how, like, if a, um, you know, if you're teaching five-year-olds, then your directions should be no more than five words long. That's interesting. Isn't it? Uh I never, I had heard that rule about like attention span. Right. Yeah. Like you shouldn't do more than five, a five minute activity with five-year-olds, but I had not heard that about the number of words in your directions. Um, And I just think like my 
youngest, Macy, has had speech delay. Um, she's, you know, made a lot of improvement, but she still um, struggles in some areas. And that that would be really good for her instead of saying, now, Macy, here's what I want you to do. Right. Macy, go get clothes on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. you right. know, because there's just so much it's so much harder for them to process when a student has some needs for them to process all those different words. But if you can minimize the amount of words that are in your directions, it's, they'll be a lot more successful. And they also did this thing where they held up their finger when they say the word listen, because it's like a visual prompt. So when a student with special needs, or really any student, sees that, they know, oh, she's going to get directions now. So listen, directions now. So they hold up a single finger and kind of bring it towards their nose? Yeah, sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm doing this to Amy so she <laughs> can, can see, but see you can't doing. see as a podcast listener. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, that was great in and of itself, the, um, the classroom management piece. But then they just, they talked about, I, I really appreciated just some different things that we do as Kodai Inspire teachers that are phrasing that we use that we don't really think about, like this idea of, um, we say kindergarten concepts when we talk about loud, quiet, fast, slow, steady beat. We always use kindergarten concepts, but we really should get away from using the word kindergarten because a student with special needs might not be able to, you know, or master. Or grade level to certain concepts. Right, exactly. Say instead of saying first grade concepts, second grade concepts or whatever, to not use that word with the basic concepts. We could just say basic concepts or global concepts or, you know, foundational concepts or something like that. And then maybe refer to it as where it lies in the sequence. Right. In your sequence as opposed to, like, I do this in second grade. It's right. That, no, I teach this after I teach this. Right. And I know people maybe. like to have a grade level on things because it kind of, but it so depends on where you are with your kids and what you've been able to do with them. And, you know. and the frequency at which you see them. So right. If you see your kids every day, you're going to get through a lot more than it's you and I that see them once a week. Yeah, and it's so, so interesting talking to people at the conference. You'll hear such a variety. Like, I see my kids once every five days for 50 minutes, and what is yours? I have some classes on a four-day rotation and some on a five-day rotation. That's crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then kindergarten's on a kind of a flip, but we switch with half PE halfway through. Uh-huh. So that we get to see them like two days on and then two days off. Wow. So. Yeah, so it really depends. But um, it was a really fantastic, fantastic session. I'm going to have to look back on my notes on that one. All right, and then that kind of led us to our morning slash afternoon break. And then I was able to see the Participant Choir concert. I think, is Is this this the the first first year? year? I think think it is, yeah, that we've had a Participant Choir um, where a director worked with um, anybody who was, I think, anybody who volunteered, right? right? And they had rehearsals. That's why we had some big breaks um, during the middle of the day because there were participant choir rehearsals at that point. And um, they were able to work on some pieces. But then it was interesting because it was it was kind of like a demo. Like I just, I really enjoyed watching him with the choir and he did, it was like, kind of like part performance, part demo. So that was really cool to see. I think maybe in the future I might want to try, try being in the uh-huh. participant choir. It looked like a really great experience. Um, and then you had your, your second session. I had my second session. It was all passing games. So we did um, stick passing games, hand passing games. And what was the sticks that you were using, the light-up <laughs> sticks? What were they? So 
West Music has light up drumsticks. Uh-huh. You can also buy them on Amazon too. And the okay. kids just think they're fun. Yeah. They're what are they called? Lightning sticks, I think. Okay. I think it's lightning sticks. I and I'll in the show notes, which if you go to Mrs. Miracles Music Room.com and click on podcast and then click on this episode, I will put a link to these awesome light up sticks. Yeah, they're, they're like fun. sticks when they're you hit them on the ground. Expensive. They light up. They're like a drumstick, but they light up when and you And they're all them. different colors. And they're all different colors. Have you tried passing in the dark? We have. Well as dark as my room will get. We have right. a lot of natural light. So okay. When it's really cloudy we can get it <laughs> it looks a lot better when it's really yeah, cloudy. Yeah, well I have like, no windows, so I should totally do you that, right? Totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> um I know some people think they're kind of gimmicky. You don't have to use light Yeah, you could do rhythm sex. But I brought my own materials for my sessions, and since I used them yesterday for Rhythm Wars, I yeah. didn't want to bring two sets of sticks. No, just I don't think they're gimmicky. They're great. Had. I they love them. The kids would love them. They are fun. So some passing games. Yeah, so let's look at a couple songs that you did here. What was fun is we did stick uh, the stick passing game to grinding corn. Should I do yeah. second grade? Mm-hmm. And I don't have not tried it as a round with second grade, but we tried it as a round today. And it, it worked really so well. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was fun. And then we um, with some of the cup ones, we did what cup passing game that I learned from you for Land of the Silver Birds. Yeah, but which I learned from Jenna. Maybe thank you, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Jenna learned it from. I think she might have learned it at Capitol. Nice. Yeah. And then we um, did the cut passing game, but we also added the ostinato. Boom, nitty, boom, 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 nitty, boom, 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 nitty, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, And then we did it as a partner song with uh, the canoe song as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love those two. Awesome. You did Obisana. We did Obisana. And Freddie Oka. And I, I, you did, um, I'm trying to think, there were a couple of things that you did with Freddie Oka that I really loved. Um, I loved how just quick you went. You were just like, boom, boom, boom. Um, so that one is a song that goes like this. Freddy Oka, quack, quack, quack. Esco, tico, tickety, tack. Esco, tico, oh, no. And then after the word no, then the person who's hit on no gives a number between 2 and 20. And then they go to that number. So if they go, if someone says 5, they'll go 1, 2, 3, 4. And they'll, you know, they're beat passing. They're, you know, passing the beat from like one to the, the other. Yeah, like down by the banks of the hanky-panky. Yeah, so... And then whoever's hit on five has to go in the middle. But what I appreciated is that you don't let them pull their hand away. I don't just, let them pull their hand away initially head. because uh-huh. you've got to always keep an ace in your pocket. You know, yeah. how are you going to up the ante? How are you going to scout yeah. it? How can you make it harder next yeah. time? Yeah, I had never so. thought to do that, so that was really cool to see. And another way that I've seen um, to play that game, someone recently told me this, is you could have the person who's going to start give the number between 2 and 20. Oh. So then when you get to Esco Tico, oh no, one, two, because they already That's have the number. That's a great idea. Yeah, That's I thought that was idea. cool. It's I don't much remember. More who, musical to do it that way. Yeah, I don't remember who told me that, but I was like, oh, that's a good idea. That is. So lots of fun games from Amy. Loved your session. And then I actually presented after that. So yeah, a lot of this is. And I went to Aileen's session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this is Amy's sessions and my sessions, but. Um, but I presented as part of the Alliance for Active Music Making. Um, And sometimes when you see an AAMM session, it'll be all four approaches. Um, And at this point, as um, Julie Scott pointed out, we're actually, there are more than four approaches, but like the four main that you would typically hear about are Kodai, Orif, Delcros, and Music Learning Theory. But because it was only an hour long, we just had two represented Kodai and Orif. So I did the Kodai part and Maju Duraj, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right? I'm sorry if I'm not. Um, she presented the ORF part. So, um, but the, it's, 
we are presenting kind of like through the lens of each philosophy, but then we are also talking about enriching classroom musical culture. So I presented the game, the name game Rickety Rackety, which is Rickety Rackety Rackety Ree, will you say your name for me? And then I'd say Aileen, and the whole class Aileen. would echo Aileen, yeah. And then we'd go on to Amy, Rickety Rackety Rackety Ree, will you say your name for me? Amy. Amy. So we played that name game, and then I showed ways of having students clap the rhythm of their names and then play it on a hand drum um, or a lollipop drum. Um, but talked about how like playing a name game like that is so important to really help foster that classroom culture. But then you can pull things from it like study beat and like rhythm. Um, and then I also, oh, I presented about solo singing and how to use solo singing to get to know kids better. And you use better. your cue ball. And I use my <laughs> cue ball. So if you don't know, it's a really cool invention. It was on Shark Tank and they funded yes. it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a ball that has a microphone inside of it. It's foam, yeah. so you can throw it, you can roll it, yeah. um, and it's pretty much indestructible. <laughs> yeah, I've had kids drop it, and uh -huh. they'll they all kind of go, <gasps> it's okay. <laughs> right. It was meant to be dropped. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but instead of you know them singing into a toy microphone, they actually have a real microphone that they're holding in their hands, and a lot of kids get really excited about using it, and, mm -hmm. and they also are able to hear themselves so much better because they can hear themselves through a microphone. So um, I presented about the cue ball, and if you're interested in a cue ball, they're kind of pricey. It's like $179, I think. The kids love them. They really they do. do. Um, but if you go to buy, B-U-Y, like I'm going to buy something, buycueball.com, then you can find out more. But again, I can link to that in the show notes. Um, and then I also presented about the song Sandy's Mill, and I actually have a blog post about Sandy's Mill with the notation and everything. So... I can um, put that in the show notes as well. but That song was new to me. Yeah, it's a fun, isn't it, is it fun, fun and around so too? It's like Beautiful. melodically really oh. interesting. Um, and I learned that from Joan Littman in my level three. But I had a couple games which I think are good for enriching that classroom musical culture because kids are really having to look each other in the eyes and kind of communicate mm -hmm. without talking. So, And then Manju presented her um, part of it, which was all ORF coming through an ORF lens and creating classroom culture and she was using the song Weevily Wheat which probably a lot of you know and um, which is just a really fun song and she had several different activities that you could use and I think group work is a you know mm -hmm. also a great way to enrich that classroom musical culture so she small group yeah she yeah. had some small group work um, and instrumental playing and just improvisation so yeah, so that was fun. So that was it for the sessions, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And then tonight um, we have the president's reception. We are kind of ditching the choir concert right yeah. now. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't tell us. We're, we're podcasting instead. I would love to go, but, you know, it's a pretty busy schedule. So, um, and then tomorrow there are, there's one more session, one more small, like hour long, maybe and session. And then Jill Trinka is doing a session, right. which is going to be amazing. And yeah, if you ever get a chance to see Jill Trinka, she's just phenomenal. She's yeah. So that's been it. It's been really a lot of fun. Yeah. We're fast. Yeah, it has. Yeah. But it's always, I, what I like to do, I don't know if you do something like this, Amy, what I like to do sometimes during the conference or after the conference is I'll write up like a Google Doc or a Word document that has like all of the different ideas and I often categorize it by like topic. That's a great idea. Thank you. So I'll <laughs> I have like, that. yeah, I just, if, I know if I don't do it, I'm just going to forget, right. you know, because right. in the moment right. you're like, oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. And then you get home and you just get into what your normal routine and <laughs> right. yeah, you forget. Yeah. So I have a document that I'll title like, you know, I might have songs, and then I'll bullet point all the songs that I'd like to 
bring into my classroom. And then I had like at the inclusion session, I just had a bunch of inclusion notes that I typed up. Or like a lot of times I'll get quite a few choral ideas for my choir. Yes. So I'll have a choir, you know, a bulleted list mm -hmm. for choir. And that just really helps make sure that I actually use all the ideas awesome. that I came here for. So that's about it, right? That's about it, yeah. All right. I know it's going to be over soon. I know. All right. And before we go, we're going to talk about what we're reading or listening to. What are you listening to? I'm listening to uh, Dear Evan Hansen. I love the soundtrack too. Um, they're opening their national tour in Denver next fall. So oh, fine. And of course you're going to go see. Of course right? I'm going to go see. <laughs> we have season tickets. So yeah, not taking the kids to that one because we did up our season tickets to four because my daughter's a theater junkie. Uh huh. So awesome. Yeah. Jenna was my oldest daughter. Jenna was getting into Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, it's amazing music. Yeah. And, and she played some of it for me and, and the, I did like it. My newest obsession too is the mashup that he did with Lynn manuel um, of the songs, there's a story. I think it's the story of tonight from Hamilton, and uh -huh. then um, one of the songs from Dear Evan Hansen. I can't remember which two songs are paired up. It's absolutely stunning. Have oh, I need to hear that. Oh, you gotta hear it. Yeah. Okay. 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 After we hit yes. stop on the podcast, yes. that's what we're gonna <laughs> listen to. All right. So I have to share a total guilty pleasure. <laughs> Don't judge me, but I am reading Bachelor Nation Inside the World of America's That's Favorite awesome. Guilty Pleasure by Amy Kaufman. Um, my colleague Emily convinced me to get this book because Amy and I very much love The Bachelor and yes. Emily also does. So I talked to both of them about The Bachelor and it's just one of those things I think... A guilty pleasure. It is a guilty pleasure. I think sometimes you just need something that's completely mindless and that you can, but you can exactly. talk about it, but you don't really have to think Absolutely. that that much about it. I realize this is not the best way to find love. I, tr I do <laughs> understand that, but I love watching it. So this is kind of gives you some behind the scenes, which is quite interesting so far. That's awesome. So it's kind of my airplane read when I go back to Columbus tomorrow. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Amy. Thank this was really me. fun. It was so much fun. And thank you for listening. Um, if you haven't gotten a to yet make sure that you subscribe to the podcast in itunes and leave a review so that other music teachers can find the podcast and again if you want to find the show notes with the few links that we talked about you can go to mrs miracles and click on podcast so thanks again amy Thanks so much for listening today. I'm actually recording the end of this podcast a couple weeks after the OAKE conference and after I recorded this with Amy. And I'm finally posting this tonight, but I wanted to add a couple things to the podcast that I didn't get to talk about with Amy. First of all, if you have never read Amy Abbott's blog, you totally should. She's got some great ideas for music educators. Her blog is www.musicalaabbott.com. Dot com And again, I can link to that in the show notes as well. So music a la Abbott. Also, if you're, you know, listening to all of these awesome sessions and getting excited about potentially going to an OAKE conference in the future, the next one I'm actually co-chairing with my friend Carla Chewinski, and it will be in Columbus, Ohio, woo woo, from March 21st to the 24th, 2019. 
Again, that will be in Columbus, and I can link to information about that in the show notes too. But if you are in Ohio, or really if you're anywhere in the U.S. and you want to come, it will be a great time. We're really excited. And also, I just want to mention that two other podcast um, shows have also talked, they've also, you know, discussed the OAKE conference. Cocktails in Kodai with Jackie Eckel has done a podcast episode about the recent OAKE conference. And Tanya and Carrie from the Music Teacher Coffee Talk have also done a podcast episode about the OAKE conference. So I will link to those in the show notes too. I just wanted to pass that on in case you want to hear more about it because I'm sure they went to some different sessions that I did not go to. So thanks again so much for listening and thank you to Amy. Katie will be back in the next episode, so make sure to tune in and have a great day.